Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of Buy or Sell. What the hell? Uh, I am your host, Jason Jenkins, founder and head trader of Jenkins Risk Management and CEO of Block Edge Capital. Today, guys, I'm actually flying solo here. Uh, Rita's and my other uh, partner and trader, Alex Z, are, are busy getting ready for this blockchain conference, um, Blockchain Impact, which is in Toronto here this this weekend, end of the week, and so I'll be traveling up there from sunny South Florida um, for that conference. should be really exciting. For those of you that probably know, Toronto's a big hub as far as blockchain goes, and um, it's always buzzing, so it'll be exciting. Uh, we're actually sponsoring the, the event, and um, we should have a good representation there. So we're talking about our new trading platform called Rhythm we're really excited about. Uh, and we'll have more details on that as we get closer to kind of rolling things out. Uh, but what I wanted to do, and as I was thinking about changing up the platform or kind of how we do some of these um, these uh, podcasts, and I think if we do it more interactive environment, that's more helpful for me. I think it adds more value to everyone, kind of like, you know, radio show, you can call in, ask questions, we can make it more interactive. Uh, but for today, I just kind of wanted to highlight I think it's important we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in markets as far as a global macro perspective and then what's been going on specifically in the crypto markets here. We've got, <clears throat> as I'm speaking here, Bitcoin's basically pushing, trying to push through 12,000. 12, so we're kind of just bumping along the ceiling, that old double top high from earlier in the week. And it's been pretty incredible run, another very momentous um burst to the upside the last several weeks so we had a huge huge day above ten thousand. we had exchanges like coinbase reporting eight times the volume and pretty much every website that we traded on was down for a good part of the day so those are always kind of cool and exciting historical moments you think about <clears throat> like i think about when i look back at my trading career um i mean i was a bond trader for many years so when we were trading through the whole uh, credit crisis in 2008, I mean, the, there were some just amazing rallies we had in the in the treasury markets where the two-year would go six, seven, eight points, ten points in a day. Um, we were literally just trying to sell levels and pretty – we would call customers and they'd call us back 20 minutes later after the market just ripped through <clears throat> the third or fourth resistance in the day. and. Those are just some wild times. I think back to the flash crash um, that we had in the NASDAQ around Apple. Um, we saw like the uh, market making firm Knight Capital go out of business. I remember there was a flash crash in the treasury markets, I think in 2000. Um, 
14. So there's always these big moves, and I think uh, this week was another <clears throat> us getting above 10,000 was just one you, you kind of remember. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. I wanted to just touch on as we come into the end of the year, what what we're seeing global macro is again you have a we like to start with the dollar if you get the dollar right you get a lot of other things right in markets and despite the dollar <clears throat> weakness for most of the year if you really put it in context from where it's come from since 2014 is we're still in a long-term dollar bull market so we really had a big rally um 2013 2014 depending on whether you want to look at a basket of of currencies against the dollar you want to look at something like dollar yen that actually broke out first um but we've had a, a lot of dollar um strength for the last several years and this year since the beginning of the year was really a retracement of that move that started um a couple years prior so the positioning was very short dollars into September and October. It was very crowded, long euro position, and we've actually had that opposite view. We said we wanted to be sellers into 120 on the euro versus the dollar. That's been the right call. Um, we've been day trading and swing trading a lot from a core short perspective on euro pound versus euro versus the dollar. And so like my Forex team, and we've been making pretty good money just sticking with that theme. And so... Anytime we get a rally up towards 119 on the euro, you want to be a seller. And we've had some pullbacks in front of 116 you want to cover. So I think that's the theme we want to stay with is um, being dollar long-term bulls. Unless you get me weekly and monthly closes above 121 on the euro, um, I expect to see some more euro weakness and dollar strength uh, into next year. But we'll see. Anything can happen. Uh, I still tend to think Europe's a disaster as far as the design of the euro, the the uh, the, the shape that the banks are in. Um, we can go on and on about the, the sovereign debt issues that really started with Greece a couple of years ago, and uh, that's just that's just the surface of what kind of risks are associated below the surface. Greece is kind of the tip of the iceberg, so. I don't know. We always like to keep an eye on growth and inflation around the world. And then you like to keep an eye on the different countries. I see China slowing. It looks like on the margin. It looks like Europe is starting to slow again. Um, we still have growth accelerating in the U.S. And really that cycle bottomed. We were in a down cycle with Obama where growth had really was really coming off. GDP was down. I think we bottomed at like 1.3%. And then whether you're what, regardless of your politics since the election, we've had growth reaccelerating. So um, since Trump got elected, we've had this, uh, this cycle turn back up. When you want to look at growth, it's just, those are the facts. You look at GDP, we're back up around over 3%. came off the lows at 1.3%. So <clears throat> until big picture, we start to see that roll back over. That's going to that's gonna dictate how you want to play. So we've been bullish on the stock market all year. A lot of people have been trying to pick tops. And when you have growth accelerating and you have, you're in an uptrend, the cycles are all confirming the same things. You don't fight it. So we've been buyers on dips. That's been the right place to be, especially in high beta, high growth type of um, assets. And 
until we start to see growth slowing, that's going to be the same game plan. So I don't see a reason for, I I think stocks will go out strong into the highs. I mean, pretty close to Dow 25,000. No reason why we couldn't finish the year into those levels. And then we'll kind of see, we'll see how we start the year. Um, But, you know, we're at least 30 days out from having that conversation. So that's kind of what we're thinking global macro. And I think, Back to the crypto markets, again, we're still very bullish long-term. We've actually been a little bit more bullish on what I call the majors. So Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, all the big large cap uh, cryptocurrencies have been much stronger. And one of the topics I wanted to get into, because it's been coming up a lot in the room, is this idea of the altcoins and we kind of have to think about how we are measuring the performance of our altcoins versus uh, Bitcoin or versus the dollar or versus the euro. So you're going to get two different looking charts, right? If obviously if Bitcoin is rising in a, in a quick rapid fashion, like we've had in the last several weeks, really the last several months, Anything that we're measuring, so if we're measuring altcoins versus BTC, obviously those numbers are going to be down. But the question is, is if you're long NEO or you're long Amisego, if you look at it versus the dollar, it's a completely different looking chart versus Bitcoin. So if you take the denominator, be it uh, the denominator, be it Bitcoin, and you really start to increase that, then of course the performance of the altcoins is going to be worse. Um, so. I don't really like how these exchanges are only measuring the altcoins versus BTC. If you can, guys, if you can measure Bitcoin or these other currencies in the dollar or USDT versus like Tether, for example, it's a much more accurate reflection of the asset. So that's what we try to do. Obviously, there's not, not all of these charts are allowing for that. Um, But really the most important thing is, hey, if Bitcoin price is increasing, at the end of the day, those Bitcoins are going to buy, they're going to purchase me more um, than, than the other asset. Um, so it just is what it is. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about that. And I wanted to kind of talk assets versus money, because that brings up the other question. Um that I think we kind of need to talk about the differences between is is Bitcoin or crypto? Is it a currency? Is are cryptocurrencies really a currency? Um, you know, we like to throw around fiat a lot, uh, that term a lot. Um, so what we you know what is money? What is currency? What is um, what's a fiat currency? What does it mean for money to be tangible versus intangible? What's the historical? Um, references to all that. And and I think we have to understand the Forex markets and really understand what currency risk is to get this whole concept down. Because what you call money doesn't really, doesn't really matter. Um, there's no precedent that says money backed by gold is the best monetary system. I mean, there's been plenty of times where gold 
there was no supply. It was only available to the emperors and kings, and it was just a luxury item. And it didn't circulate, and it wasn't used as money. And there's plenty of times where it's been tied to an, a paper um, currency or paper receipts, and it did function that way. Um, it all comes down to confidence. And um, I've, I've kind of done some work on it, kind of where the, you know, we need to define money, you need to define currency. Um, <clears throat> and sometimes it's helpful to go look at, well, what is the history of the word money? And, um, and that's an actually interesting topic. I don't know if I really want to get into it, but it com- uh, like money comes from the word Monterey, which was, um, the story goes when the Gauls were, um, invading Rome and they came across, um, the, uh, temple of Juno. And the way the the kind of the legend has it is that um, there was a flock of geese that uh, were startled or frightened and they made a bunch of noise. And that at the temple at Juno is where they used to mint um, the money or what they were using as currency at the time. And that the, um, uh, the flock of geese going crazy basically alerted um, the Romans of the surprise attack, and that gave birth to the to the word Monterey, which meant to warn, to warn. Excuse me, in Latin. Well, um, that Temple of Juno ended up be calling the Temple of Juno Moneta, and that's pretty much where the first coins were minted, and that's kind of how we arrived at the word of money. Um, that's one of the where you trace that terminology, and then you can look at the words like. Currency, uh, carrer is one of the uh, Latin words that came out from that, which means to run or to flow. And so currency was about where does the flow of money go? Um, But I think what's important when we want to bring this back to cryptocurrency is, is I actually don't think we're defining cryptocurrencies in the traditional correct fashion. And, you know, the market's already determined that cryptocurrencies are a currency. They're kind of run run away with the terminology, and that's not going to change. But let me just tell you why I think that. So the, the better description right now of Bitcoin is it's an asset. It's a digital asset. It, does, it is performing very similar to gold, digital gold. But... I'll, I'll tell you why. So when we think about currency, usually currency can mean different things. But first of all, is it accepted by the government for taxes? Does it, is it legal tender? The answer right now is no. So you can't pay off any debts. You can't pay your taxes in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency or even for gold for that matter. So that's one definition you have to understand about currency. The other one is the unit of account. So um, I, I tell people in the room this all the time. Are we pricing Bitcoin in dollars? It doesn't matter. We're still pricing everything in dollars. All right. So <clears throat> it's not on the currency side of the equation. It's not on the unit of account. But like I, if I want to pay an employee, I'm not paying them in BTC. I'm paying, I'm paying them in dollars. If I want to hire a consultant, they give me their quote for what's they're what they charge me, and they give me a dollar figure. Well, it's ten thousand dollars for this project. So, 
we're still pricing Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in dollars or in euros or in yen or in the yuan, but really mostly in dollars. So what is the unit of account? It's still dollars. So money is a language. And if you want to consider a currency a unit of account, Bitcoin isn't that. So I would argue that Bitcoin is actually on the asset side of the equation. And the thing about assets is it's usually assets on one side of the equation and money on the other side. So when you start to move, um, if we ever start to price things in Bitcoin, like a coffee, you go down to Starbucks and you start to see a latte and a coffee is priced in BTC, then that'll actually start to be migrating over to the unit account side, which would be the money side of the equation. Right now, that's again, that's not the case. We have it on the asset side of the equation, just like gold is on the asset side of the equation. We moved it from the being um, part of the monetary system when we took it off, took gold off the gold standard, took us off the gold standard. We moved gold back to the asset side, and so what happens is when you have assets rally, you have money go the opposite direction. The value goes down. So when you have a raging bull market, the value of money goes down. When you have a, a massive risk-off recession, depression, like we had in 2008, the value of money or cash rises as the assets fall. And that's partly because people are selling their stocks, their bonds, their companies are losing value or selling gold even. And that's what's <clears throat> interesting is that when all the everybody – when all the assets are going down, you have contagion, people can only sell the things that they've made money in. So you'll see even gold will go down and that type of big risk off move. And so when we had 2008, we literally only had times where the dollar was the only thing that was rising. Every other asset class was going down. So that's what we have to think about when you think in terms of assets versus money. They're on the opposite side of the equation. And so when one goes up, the other goes down. When the other one goes down, the other one goes up. And so we still have Bitcoin on the asset side of the equation. And that's it's profound because um, when you start to move it to the other side is where you really start to see risks. And I'm just going to hammer this one point home, and then we'll probably call it a, an afternoon on this this podcast. But I did some um, did some YouTube videos, guys, on this. It's a little bit easier to grasp when there's a visual. Um, but again, back to that example where if, if, if Bitcoin is really on the unit account side or the money side of the equation, then <clears throat> there's going to be risks there or currency risks similar to how we have risks in the euro versus the dollar. If I'm going to – if I need to buy all my goods in Europe – for whatever business I'm running, I need to buy my inventory and I'm, I'm a dollar based business. Well, I have to convert my dollars to euros. Well, if the value of the euro rises compared to the dollar, if the euro doubles in value, I'm going to have to end up purchasing twice. It's going to cost me twice the amount to buy the same inventory just based on a dollar rally, or excuse me, on a euro dollar rally. Well, it would be the same thing with Bitcoin if we were actually doing business in BTC. So if I had, for this example, that same labor that I need to pay $10,000 for a consultant, if if he says, okay, my uh, labor is going to cost you one BTC because we're hovering around 10000 
Well, if three, six months from now, that market's at 20000 versus the dollar, well, now that same amount of time or same job basically just doubled in real, real terms. So that's where the currency risk comes in. That, man, that works out good for the person whose labor is getting paid in Bitcoin because the value of that, that money has risen. Um, you could also look at it from a debtor's perspective. If we were really like making loans in BTC where I loaned you one Bitcoin and then you took that Bitcoin and you used, you used that Bitcoin to buy mining contracts on like, you know, uh, cloud mining or you purchased a website or used it for your business. Well, if I lend you that BTC at say 7% or 5% and a year from now you have to give me back that Bitcoin. Well, what if that same example, what if Bitcoin goes to 20000 Now you need to come up with $20,000, twice the amount to, to buy that buy back that same Bitcoin to return it to me and uh, to pay back your debt. Just the same also if you were to borrow in Bitcoin and the value of the price of that were to go down, you would have a windfall as the borrower. You're essentially short you're, when you're taking out debt like that. Be it it were be in the Bitcoin, you'd be creating a basically a short position. So if you borrow one BTC at ten thousand, a year from now it's only worth five thousand. Well, guess what? You can just go out in the market, buy back that BTC for half of what you originally uh, uh, borrowed it for, and then return it to me, settle your debt. <clears throat> so you would be benefiting from that quote unquote uh, currency depreciation. Um, so right now we're not, we're not, that's not happening in society. We still have Bitcoin on the asset side. We're still pricing it in dollars. We're still accounting for things in dollars. Um, we are transacting, you know, you can buy a bunch of Litecoin in dollars and then send it, send the Litecoin to someone, right? I'll pay people for doing different parts of our business in Bitcoin, but I'm just transacting transacting in Bitcoin because it's more efficient than going through the banks. But still, it's not it's not being used as a unit of account. We're just basically agreeing to transfer an asset digitally, uh, much quicker, much more efficiently, and cheaper, obviously. But really, guys, we got cryptocurrencies on the asset side of the equation. So the, if you want to be technical, they're really digital assets. Um, so anyway, uh, I don't know. Hopefully some of you guys found some value in that, something to think about. We kind of kick around those concepts in our trading room. If you're curious about what is this trading room, what are you guys, what are you guys talking about? Where, where do I get involved with this community? Uh, the best way right now is to go to JenkinsRM.com, JenkinsRM.com. <clears throat> we have several services listed there, but if you just go to the chat room underneath services, it's free to join. Uh, come into the chat room. It takes two seconds. Um, again, it doesn't cost you anything, and that's the best way to interact with our community. If you want to join our digital trading group or our crypto group, nah, that's a hundred bucks a month. But uh, all that info is there on the site, also. And so, um, anyway, guys, I'll, I'll let you know how it goes in Toronto. Hope everybody had a profitable week in the markets. We'll catch you guys hopefully next week. We'll have an update on our new digital asset firm that we're starting uh, called Blockage. 
and then uh, we'll have a lot, lot more to talk about the rhythm trading platform that's coming down the, coming down the pipe. Also, so anyway, guys, uh, hope you enjoyed. We'll talk to you soon.